0: Today on CityCast Philly, a tanker truck caught fire beneath I-95 Sunday morning, causing the northbound lanes of the highway to collapse. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro issued a disaster declaration, and repairs are expected to take months. It's left the Northeast Philly region in a traffic nightmare. Are detours helping drivers and commuters? And what's going to be the impact in the surrounding neighborhoods? It's Wednesday, June 14th. I'm Triney Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Dania Henninger, director and editor of Billy Penn, joins me now. Hey, Dania.
1: Hey, Triney.
0: Your team has been covering this story. Was anyone or has anyone been on scene since Sunday?
1: We've had some colleagues from WHYY who were on scene taking some photos. It's a madhouse up there. I mean, they're moving quickly. Authorities are moving quickly to clean it up, do what they can, start the repairs. But it's going to be like this for a while.
0: Danya, this was obviously really, really shocking for many of us. Had you ever seen something like this before?
1: I hadn't personally seen it in this area. There was in Philly in 1996, the Great Tire Fire where mm-hmm. part of 95 melted, but it didn't actually collapse. You know what was the most amazing thing to me um, is that more people didn't get hurt. Right? People posted social media videos of driving over while the fire was going and you could see the highway was dipping down. But So far, it seems like the only person who got hurt was the driver of that truck that that probably started it all.
0: Right. And I saw reports from several different news outlets in our area say that family members were saying that it was a man named Nathaniel Moody who was the driver, um, that he works for a trucking company in Pensacola, New Jersey. What else do we know about the driver?
1: Yeah, so family members said he was an experienced driver with like a decade of experience. So it's really unclear how the accident happened. Authorities think maybe the truck tipped over as he was going over the exit. But he was also a family member. He was a father. I think he had three kids and a husband. 6ABC talked to a, to somebody, a cousin who was like, he was such, such an awesome dude. So that's a really sad part of this story.
0: For sure. And I feel for his wife and children. Dania, let's talk about the actual support that's needed for the repairs of this, right? So, Governor Josh Shapiro has issued a disaster declaration. Can you explain to me what that actually means in terms of repairs to the highway?
1: So a disaster declaration is the official document that unlocks, like, emergency funds. I think he said that immediately the state has $7 million to apply to this, you know, $7 million to start working on the repairs right away. But it also allows us to request federal aid. And Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is on site, and he's looked at the site, and he is pledging federal assistance, which we needed that disaster declaration to do. There's one small catch about the disaster declaration, which is that it expires in 21 days um, Mm -hmm. if it's not renewed by the legislature. And that is something new. That was a constitutional amendment passed uh, last year by voters after the lawmakers in Harrisburg were very upset about the COVID disaster declarations and that lasted, they thought, too long. And so they put this time limit of 21 days. So Governor Shapiro, when he made this declaration, also reminded everyone that If we want this to continue past 21 days, because we think it'll take months to fix this, uh, the legislature is going to have to renew it.
0: I also want to bring into this conversation just how vulnerable are our highways?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, because for years people have been raising the alarm that Pennsylvania's tunnels and bridges especially are in disrepair and need millions in funding. Like there are bridges all over the state that need millions in funding to shore them up. So something like this doesn't happen. You know, there have been bridge, there was a bridge collapse in Western Pennsylvania last year. And so on the highway specifically, which is federal, we can use federal money to fix 95, which there seems like they're always working on it. (laughs)
0: can you remind us just how important I-95, how important this interstate is not only for our area, but much of the mid-Atlantic region? It
1: is. It's something like 150,000 cars go over this part of I-95 every day, every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's commuters going to and from work, people taking their kids to school and back, but also a lot of shipping. A lot of trucking, interstate trucking and supplies and logistics for all kinds of industries from like food to medical to it it has a huge impact.
0: And your team spoke with some business owners in that area. What have they been seeing these past few days?
1: Right. So the impact is Regional, it's huge, but it's also super hyper local. And our food and drink reporter, Ali Mosen, talked to a bunch of restaurant owners that are right around that collapse site. And they are very confused, having a rough time of it. The thing that they're not sure about is like, it seems like side streets around the collapse site are also shut off by police. We're not exactly sure why that is. I'm sure there's a good reason for it. And even the restaurateurs said, I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but staff is being turned away. They can't get to work. Food deliveries, supply deliveries are having trouble getting through. And then, of course, customers are like avoiding the area. So it's a rough times if you run a business there right now.
0: For sure. Has any official given them a heads up about like, hey, things will be a little tough maybe the first week or so, but, you know, it'll it'll get better? Any hope here?
1: I'm sure there's hope. None of the folks that Ali spoke with had directly talked to an official. There have been general statements saying, you know, we ask for your patience. We're all working together. And it is. It's like the local authorities, there's state, there's federal. There's so many people working on this. But I expect there to be some more clarity. You maybe like the state reps can step in and help out because one run restaurant owner said the police who blocked off her street said, oh, yeah, we'll definitely let customers through and then turned one of her staff members away. So she's confused.
0: Mm. Let's also talk about not just drivers, but a lot of people had to shift and take SEPTA. Now, how is SEPTA handling this increased capacity of commuters now?
1: That's a really good question. Our other reporter, investigative reporter, Mayor Rindy, he talked to SEPTA about their staffing issues because they are increasing trains on the lines that go near their West Trenton line, you know, all the lines that go up to northeast Philly in hopes that people will switch to SEPTA because it'll relieve some of the traffic congestion. But they already had staffing problems on these lines where They were canceling trains on the regular and things were delayed. So what they're doing is they're pulling staff from other lines. Like one other line in like West Philly, I think it's a train line. They switched it to buses because they're pulling all the train staff over to Northeast Philly for now. They say that's a temporary fix.
0: Dania, tell us what other problems might also come up because of this disaster.
1: (sighs) One thing that's going to be interesting to watch, that we're going to be watching, is the air quality in, in this region. One wonder is if, if people really do move to SEPTA and there are a lot more cars and trucks driving up and down that highway, is our air quality going to improve in the short term? Everyone's watching it, of course, because of the recent wildfires and the haze, and everyone knows what AQI is now. So it'll re- be really interesting to see whether the AQI for the region gets better. Secondly, whether hyper locally in that little n- neighborhood right around there, is the air quality going to get worse? Is the pollution going to be really bad because so many people are just going through those side streets?
0: Danya, what could the next few days, weeks, and months look like for? this particular area in Northeast Philly?
1: The next few days, I expect, we'll get see a lot of changes. I'm sure the businesses will figure out the routes, the local routes, why the roads are closed, and delivery drivers will find new ways to get to where they need to go locally. But regionally, this is going to be a major issue. Governor Shapiro doesn't expect the highway itself to be repaired for months, but they have been talking about some kind of temporary fix, you know. There was memes saying, showing like, you know, we'll put a loop de loop over it, or a to bus. Right, will I saw over. one
0: that said, had the Hot Wheels thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but but they have said like maybe there's some kind of temporary fix. They haven't really hinted at what it could be.
0: All right, that was Dania Henninger, director and editor at Billy Penn. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly.
1: Thanks so much, Trina. Great show.
0: We'll have a link to Billy Penn's reporting in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. There's a new mural at Roxborough High School dedicated to a football player who was killed outside the school last year. NBC Philadelphia reports the mural is a memorial for Nicholas Elzalde, the 14-year-old who died. The mural features aspects of his life, his love of football, and his Mexican heritage. And HERS reveals three new chip flavors, Korean barbecue wings, tomato pie, and roast pork. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports that these chip flavors are actually finalists in their HERS second annual Flavored by Philly contest. And these chip flavors are inspired from local businesses. The chips are available until August 8th, and you can vote for your favorite by clicking the link in our show notes. I can't wait to try these. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you learned something today, share the episode, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.